Oh, listen, dear one, I am thrilled to announce I have a brand new private coaching container opening up called Full Immersion Coaching. This is you and me working together privately as I become your mentor and soul guide for an entire year, providing you with the full support you need to grow a massively successful and prosperous heart-led business. To get all the details, DM me on Facebook or Instagram or send an email to allison at allisonscammell.com and say, tell me more about Full Immersion Coaching. I look forward to hearing from you. Well, hello there. This is Allison Scammell and I am talking to you today about a literal game changer. I don't use the words game changer lightly. I know those words are overused, but I'm here to tell you human design was an actual game changer in my business. And today I speak with a human design expert, Michelle Wolf, about how to use our human design type in our sales and marketing approaches in a way that translates to a ton of results on way less effort. We end on a challenge that will have you tuning into your own human design type immediately, so stick with us until the end. Welcome to She Grows, a podcast for soul-guided women entrepreneurs ready to grow their income, impact, and inspiration. Each week, we're going to explore how to align to the soul of your business and grow it from there. I'm your host, Allison Scammell. Let's get growing. Hey there, She Grows Nation. That is the name of this sisterhood of soul-guided entrepreneurs. At She Grows Nation, your heart is CEO, and you're using your divine guidance system to produce more wealth and serve more people. Today's episode is a veritable treasure trove of information about one of the most fascinating fields of study I've stumbled upon in a long time. I characterize my relationship to human design as love at first sight. I knew I wanted to do a podcast episode on it, and I knew the exact person to interview. Michelle Wolf is a certified human design specialist and a 20-plus year therapist turned coach. She helps overwhelmed entrepreneurs and healers stop procrastinating, love their bodies, and get shit done. Ooh, I like that. She teaches with a combination of warmth, humor, honesty, and a bit of salty language. Her mission is to help people stay grounded in their bodies so they can access their personal power and freedom of choice at all times. I really, really learned so much talking to Michelle and I hope you receive as much from her wisdom as I did. So I am really beyond excited for today's topic. I'm calling it a game changer that's human design. And I'm really speaking from her firsthand experience that human design has just recently been a huge game changer in my life. And I knew I wanted to speak to Michelle Wolf, human design expert about it. Michelle, thank you so much for making the time to be here. Thank you for having me. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. <laughs> so tell us, let's just get right to it. What is human design? Because, you know, I just recently kind of discovered it in a real way. And why mm -hmm. should spiritual entrepreneurs care about it? 
Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. So um, it's hard to know where to start, right? Because it's such a complex system and also it's so simple. But human design took astrology and um, uh, I was going to say numerology, but that's not correct. Astrology and the Kabbalah and quantum physics and the I Ching and smashed them all together and the synergy of all those systems created what we're what we call human design and what it is is a is, I think of it is as a blueprint for your life and I'm I'm really skeptical and I never paid attention to astrology my mom was really into it and I was like yeah yeah it's kind of a cool overview but it really doesn't help me live my daily life and if things don't help me live my daily life and help me help my clients live their best life, I don't really care about them. So I was skeptical. I don't even remember how I came across it. I think I saw it mentioned a couple of places, went and Googled it and then fell long, long and far and hard down this rabbit hole of um, just amazement. But it so I tested it out and it worked and it worked for every client I tried it with. And every time it worked, I got more excited. Um, so it tells you where the planets and all the things were 88 days before you were born. And then it takes that same snapshot of planetary movement at the time of your birth. So in human design, the focus is on the body and we have it reversed. We have our focus on the mind. And the biggest foundational piece of human design is the body is supposed to be in the lead. It's the body's life. The body is temporary. It belongs to this planet. We have our soul that goes on forever and is open to the cosmos. But uh, the way I describe it is if you go to a buffet, you don't plan to eat all the food like you might really want to eat all the food, but you physically can't do it. <laughs> so <laughs> if you'll let your mind will be like, let's eat all the food. And your body's like, no, let's just eat a salad and the green beans and maybe a dessert. If we let our body make decisions, everything starts to click and fall into place. And all the things we've been told about law of attraction actually start to work. Um, so why soul guided women entrepreneurs should care about it is that it changes everything. My business was crashing and burning and getting worse and worse and worse. And I was just falling into despair because I knew my work was good. Um, and I could not get clients and the harder I tried, the worse it got. And I just kept asking all these questions like, well, is my work crap? Like what's going on here? Um, and then I found human design and I'm a projector. And when I read about that and I realized everything I was doing was the exact opposite of what projectors should do. Um, everything we're taught about marketing actually destroys our business. Um, so when I flipped it, it started working. And so at the end of 2018, I was going to call it quits and go back to social work. Um, and I didn't. I, I thought, well, OK, give it one more year. And it got better and better and better. And this year looks like it's going to be the best year ever. So we're having to make decisions about 
when to post and what to post and which programs to create and which ones to let go. And our mind is open like a satellite dish to receiving all the things all the time. And just because we have a great idea for a course or an offering or a program, it doesn't mean it's the correct one for us. I wasted an enormous amount of time receiving ideas or what we would call downloads and thinking that just because I had received them, that it was meant for me to do. And it wasn't. Mm, That is so so amazing. Save time, be efficient. You have 10 ideas, go through your body, let your body pick which one to pursue. And I just tell people, test it out for yourself. Try it. It does work. Oh my gosh, it so works. I am also a projector, Michelle. Uh-huh, <laughs> so, uh-huh. and we're going to get into what that means, but I had a very similar story to you where I launches were killing me. Oh God. And my yeah. thought, yeah, right, right. And my thought was, all I have to do is work harder and um, exactly. I will get there. And it just got to the point where I was literally just like, um, you know, talking about the body, my body was just mm. on complete empty, like really on fumes after every launch. And I thought, I just, I knew in my heart that I was, I was still on the right path, but I was just like, you know, like kind of WTF, why Mm -hmm. is this so hard for me? Um, So let's get into this. We projectors, um, what we were doing wrong before. So tell us, Mm -hmm. um, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about each design type? There's five types and uh, there's manifestors, generators, manifesting generators, projectors and reflectors. And uh, generators are the largest percentage of the population. Generators and manifesting generators combined make up about 70 percent. Projectors are very small, like less than 3 percent. Reflectors less than 1 percent. And those percentages come from, and of course now I'm going to forget what the percentage of manifestors is, but if you want to add up the numbers, I'm sure you can figure it out. <laughs> but the those stats come from the charts that have been done and held in the Jovian archives is where those percentages come from. So, so wait, projectors? We're less than 3%, Michelle? Yeah, it's really small. Wow. Although the founder said, we are super special. <laughs> The founder said that, you know, the world was created by manifestors. Manifestors move fast. They receive and they can act. They're the only type that can use our traditional marketing. If they get an idea, they can run with it and they should. Um, And they're supposed to let everybody know what they're doing, but they're not supposed to be told what to do or restricted. Um, And we're moving from a manifestor world to a projector world where Mm. we're going to be more guided in receiving information from the environment and using that and uh, more. It feels to me more like co-creating rather than. I receive an inspiration and then I go create it. So manifestors, if you think of a movie set, manifestors are the idea people. Hey, let's make a movie about airplanes and stuff or whatever. Um, so they have the idea, but they aren't the doers. So they're always coming up with ideas and 
uh, a lot of times that it's just an idea. It doesn't go anywhere or they start it and somebody else finishes it. They're not the finishers. So generators would be, so manifestors come up with the idea. Generators would be the actors and the film crew and the people doing the, the idea, putting the idea into manifest reality. Manifesting generators can go through that. They do the same thing. They come up with ideas. They, they can work really hard, but they're streamliners. So they're efficiency creators. And they also start a lot of projects and don't finish them. I've had manifesting generators cry in their first session because they have full permission to start 10 projects and only finish two. That's how they're supposed to be. <clears throat> they're exploring and creating and they, <clears throat> they, excuse me, they skip steps, but in the skipping of the steps, they get judged for it. But in the skipping of the steps, they create efficiency. They pull out nice. redundancies. Yeah. So then projectors are the director. Like we're bossy and telling everybody what to do. <laughs> would agree with that. <laughs> I love can that. Sense and feel the whole thing. We're tuned into the collective. Um, a lot of times we're doing work unconsciously on with the collective energies of the whole world. Um, and that's invisible work. So, that, you know, that can lead to a lot of judgment about being lazy uh, when we need a lot of rest. But the truth is we're always working in some fashion. So projectors can see the big picture and are meant to guide uh, generators and manifesting generators. Manifestors don't need guides and in fact, don't even try. <laughs> it's likely to get you snapped out if you tell them what to do. That's not what they're here for. But generators, mm. generators and manifesting generators, we can see that they're heading for a cliff. Um, because we have that big picture view and we can guide them to be efficient and effective and support them and do things like that. And then reflectors are the teeniest weeniest of the population. And I actually don't personally have any on my, in my client base, but um, they have no defined center. So they would be the one letting you know how the whole project is going. They would be on the set and they would feel the totality of the project and be able to tell you there's something a little off here or there's something off there. They would, they're like the canary in the coal mine, so to speak. So Michelle, this is so fascinating and I love the metaphor of the movie set. It just puts it mm -hmm. all into perfect perspective. And I really just, to me, when I thought of the title for this episode, the words that came to me was really game changer. I know those yeah. words are sort of uh, used <laughs> a lot now and maybe sound yeah. a little trite, but I really yeah. mean game changer when you get to know, like you said to me, Sorry, you just said that, you know, projectors are sometimes known as lazy. Well, mm -hmm. um, tell me where I'm wrong, but projectors are basically um, work optimally for about four hours a day. Is that about right? That's about or, right. Yeah, I'm good for yeah. about three or four hours and then I need a big long break. And then sometimes I can do another round, but about four hours a day is really good for me. 
Yeah. And see, I um, am, have always been an overworker. I had workaholic oh, parents, you. you know, that whole thing and just mm-hmm. like super exhausted all the time from overworking. And the most interesting thing, like one of the biggest gifts that have come to me from the pandemic is that mm-hmm. I have much less hours of childcare a day. So I'm only now working about four hours a day. And from an energetics perspective, I have never felt better. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because it was like a forcing function, <laughs> right? Right. Yeah. And, yeah, and you're right that game changer is like overdone, but it, I can't. I haven't been able to find. I hate even using the word right or the phrase, but I can't find anything else to explain how transformative it is. Like when you have uh, a business that is you're about to close the door on, and then you find a system and start applying it. And within 60 days, things start to turn around in tangible, visible ways. Not that I was just feeling better, but <laughs> I was actually getting results. Um, it's hard not to call that a game changer. Um, so what you make a, a good uh, point there with having workaholic parents and working yourself to death. And I burnt out in big ways multiple times. And what that is, human design calls conditioning. We might call Mm. it stories or limiting beliefs or social conditioning, but it's the conditioned response. And projectors and reflectors are really vulnerable to it because in human design, there are nine chakras, nine energy centers instead of seven. If they're open, they act like sponges that sponge up energy and amplify it. So we get conditioned in those open centers. So if we have workaholic parents or we're raised in countries that have a really pretty harsh work ethic for everyone, um, we really, really suffer from that. So we are taught, we are told, if you're a good person, you work yourself. You work hard. If it's not working, you work even harder. You stay up all night. You bang your head on the website. You throw your computer out the window. Like you work, 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 work. And that's death to a projector. I I Mm. firmly believe like I have clients who have autoimmune type symptoms that get better when they start living their design because they're not in resistance and they're not working their body in ways it's not meant to be worked. So the conditioning process is then when you get into like deconstructing your stories and you do some Byron Katie work or you do some mindset things and you train yourself like, yes, I was raised that way. And now if I don't work, I have guilt, I feel lazy, I have all these judgment thoughts. But you have to train yourself out of it. That is what I was taught. That doesn't mean it's correct. It's what my parents did, and they did a good job. They did the best they knew how to do, and they were trying to train me to be, you know, successful. But it doesn't work for my type. So there's that. That's where coaching and therapy and stuff like that can be helpful is to continue to remind you, no, yes, your stomach is hurting because you're going to go take the afternoon off, but it's hurting because there's a conditioned response there and that's fixable. Yes, 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 yes. I love it. So Michelle, let's talk about the um, decision-making strategies. Can you explain the single most effective decision-making strategy for each type? Yes. The, and this is what is the mechanics of the, how you change the game is when you make decisions, you go to the body. Your mind always has stuff to say about it, but you let it chatter, chatter in the background 
and you follow your body's intuition. So this is counterintuitive, again, to what we've been taught. Our body gives us the signal and then our mind goes, well, yeah, but, and, but mom said, and, but your boss, this and that, blah, blah, blah. That's okay. Your mind's always going to have that. Um, even when you're deconditioning and you get on the other side of it, your mind's still going to be, yeah, but what if we get in trouble or, you know, what if we get fired or what if this and that, but it's, I'm telling you, if you just will trust your body's response to the question, that is when you start to see changes. So there's seven different, so there's five types and there's seven types and of what is called your authority. There's strategy and authority, but authority is even more important, I think, than strategy sometimes. But the authority. Yeah, yeah. Tell us about that. Tell how about you that. make the decision. Yeah. So you have decisions to make if you're running your own business. Who do you hire? Do you hire? Uh, which platform is best for you? Your body can tell you even that. Like, should you spend time on Facebook or Instagram? Each of those systems has an energy field of its own. Some people feel great on Instagram. Some people feel great on Facebook. And you don't have to be like, I've got to be on Facebook and Twitter and Pinterest and LinkedIn. You just ask your body, here's the range of options. Here's the buffet. Should I eat the green beans or the salad? And your body will tell you. And then that's the platform you focus on and just watch what happens. So there's sacral authority, which is the sacral chakra, which is a yes, no system. People with the sacral defined, meaning that when you look at your chart, it's colored in um, and defined means you always have access to those characteristics in that center. Um, simple yes, no questions. Some people's bodies lean forward, some lean away. You can use muscle testing or pendulums. Um, you're asked, you can record questions into a voice recorder and play them back. And you're looking for that quick yes, quick no, or a uh-huh, uh-uh. It's a kind of a comes from the gut. I have twin granddaughters who are generators and they are uh-huh, uh-uh all the time. So, uh, so they're sacral. Then there's the emotional solar plexus, which is, uh, the emotional center of the body. And except for fear, fears over in the spleen, but that one is emotional waves that are being produced, emotional energy that are constantly in motion. What I tell people is if you have emotional definition, you are not the boat on the ocean. You are the ocean. You're surging and moving and things are constantly in motion. And so you don't want to make decisions with that system until you're feeling pretty calm. You're not super excited about the topic. You're not super down about it. Um, so there's an up, down kind of wave. And it, it, it varies for people. And I tell people, track your emotions for 60 days, 30 to 60 days, twice a day, just write down happy face, neutral face, sad face. It doesn't have to be complicated. <clears throat> but after about mm, 60 days is best. But if you can get people to do 30 days, you can see that you have a predictable up and down cycle. It might be fast or it might be really slow. But when you see your cycle and you get in tune with your emotions, which we have a lot of conditioning about in our society, right? Don't feel, don't be noisy, don't express, don't be mad, don't be sad. Um, so you have to work through a lot of that and understand that when you're in a neutral place, you're going to get clear decisions and uh, you can back it up with your sacral if you have a sacral, defined sacral. But 
Um, so then there's, uh, that's that one, so neutral space. Because if you're super high, people jump into projects and then they're like, oh no, how did I, why did I sign up for this? Or if they're down in the low swing, then they're like, eh, nothing's interesting. So you can miss opportunities then because nothing's interesting in that state. So you want to wait for that. Uh, it says, uh, you know, wait 24 hours at least. There's no truth in the moment. Whatever your first impulse is in the moment is not accurate for that type. Or I mean, for that authority. Um, and then there's splenic authority, which is very instant. It's, it's, the spleen has to do with the immune system and time. And there is truth in the now for the spleen. So people generally get that intuitive hit of yes, this is right. No, it's wrong. And because it's so fast, then the mind can get in and go, uh, I don't know, and blah, blah, blah. And so it can get covered up. But for splenic projectors, if they'll, they look back, they'll go, I knew it the second I stepped into that building. I knew it the second I met that person. Um, and I talked myself yeah. out of it. <clears throat> So I, I am a splenic authority. Yeah. My daughter that is, is resonating too. with me. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And she's pretty good, but, uh, because she was raised with, you know, she was an only child. She pretty much got to do whatever she wanted, but <clears throat> even her mind will, you know, talk, talk her out of stuff. And then she's so angry later because she knew you guys know, you yeah. know, and you know, don't know how, you know, but you know. Well, I, I see it with my husband where I'm just like, you know, yes, no. And he's like, did you research that? How long did you research that? Exactly. How many sites did you go to? And I'm like, no research, no sites. No. I just, it's just a yes. <laughs> right. Yeah. And so sometimes I, I have to sort of, um, you know, I, what's the word? Defend it. Um, Justify yeah, it. well, yeah. I guess <laughs> justify. That's right. Justify. I think. I think what I'm trying to say, Michelle, mm -hmm. is that I um kind of make up research that I did that I never did. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> kind of uh, uh you know fudge a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Consumer Reports says this is the best laundry. Exactly. 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 Yeah, and so you can see how conditioning tangles up every one of these. Because the mind yes. is like, well, you should go look at consumer reports or you should check the reviews on Home Depot if you're buying a washer or something. You know, like you should waste all your time researching something that you already know. So it yeah. saves yeah. all that time. Uh, I just talked to so somebody dumb. who was buying a house and I was saying, they were explaining, and I was saying, it, like if you're buying a house, you you step into the house, you're going to know immediately if it's for you or not. And she did. She had just bought a house. She knew it was the right one and she didn't look at any of the others. So it's, that's so awesome. Yeah. So those are things you can test, right? All of these you can start to test. Uh, do I want to wear red or black today? Do I want to eat a salad or a sandwich? You can start to test it on these little tiny things and go with it. If your body says eat cheese quesadillas for two weeks, which mine did and completely baffled me. Who does that? If you're not two, <laughs> you know, if you're not a three-year-old, you generally don't eat like quesadillas every day for two weeks straight. And I did, and it broke something loose. And so every time I trust it, it works. The challenge is getting past the conditioning to trust it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, ego is another one, ego authority. That's usually in manifestors. Um, they need to go 
where they need to go. It's another one where you just know. Uh, self-projected is one that needs to talk it out until they find the knowing. So there's two that need to do that, self-projected and mental authority. And these are usually found in projectors. Uh, not always, but generally. And both of those need to talk it out. The act of hearing your own voice and moving energy through the throat leads you to the knowing. So you're still looking for mm. the click. Um, and I have someone in my human design group who figured out that she could push against the air. She could think about something. And if she pushed her hand forward, she'll feel resistance for a no and uh, ease for a yes as she's talking. Uh, and she's a mm. uh, self-projected projector. Um, and then mental authority needs to talk it out till they feel the click and find the rightness, which will be different. Um, sometimes uh, mental is called environmental because you're taking in the energy of your environment and feeling into things. And then reflectors uh, are lunar authority, and that's a 28-day cycle. They need to really feel things. And these are for major decisions, so moving, taking a job, or changing careers, um, those kinds of things. Need to, projectors need to take their time, and reflectors need the most time to make decisions. Mm. So it's that's not what we're taught. Right. We're taught make yeah. your pro and con list, research all the websites and and make a decision really quickly. But except for manifestors, everybody else needs to wait. And that's hard. Mm. It's a practice. I have to learn yeah. learning to wait to make those decisions. And the waiting is the strategy. <clears throat> so there's type strategy and authority. Manifestor strategy is you get an idea, go with it. Just let people know what you're doing so they don't beat you up when you skip dinner because you got a cool idea about something. Uh, right. Generators need to wait, uh, hold the energy in their field and wait for signs. And uh, it, it's basically waiting for the reticular activating system of the brain to kick in and let them you know, starts taking your eyes to the, I, I want to buy a new car. I want a new Subaru. All of a sudden you're seeing Subarus everywhere that lets you know you've thought about it long enough that your brain is in gear and it's showing them to you. And then it doesn't still doesn't mean it's correct. You consult your body to say now buy the Subaru or am I seeing Jaguars? Do I want a Jaguar? You know, just when you see the signs, it's only the, the something to respond to. Mm. Uh, so wait to respond is the strategy. And for manifesting generators, it's wait to respond and then inform. Wait for those, hold it in your oh, energy, yeah. wait to, till you see the signs, ask your authority. And then when you're ready to go, tell everybody who would be impacted by your decision. So your family, your coworkers, anybody who's going to feel the effects of your decision. Uh, projectors is wait to be invited. And this is a really tough one because it sounds like, and I actually like was pretty sad for a couple of months after I, I, I kind of dragged it on for a long time. <laughs> First of all, because I felt like I'd wasted my whole life. And then it was like, what is, right. wait to be invited? How am I going to build a business doing that? Um, and it's, it is wait to be invited for big things. So 
For example, mm-hmm. your podcast request. You reached out to me for that. When I stopped reaching out in my energy, trying to make things happen, like, cause you know, you take a business course and they're like, get on podcast, contact all the podcasters, which I was doing and it didn't work. And when I was like, okay, I'm going to focus on being a happy little projector. And then the invitations start coming to you. Yes. And, you know, interesting, Michelle, there's like a long, you, you may or may not know this, but I have a long string of connection to you, oh. even though this is the first time you and yeah. I have ever gone voice direct with one yeah, another. Yeah. Like you're a Martha Beck certified coach. Yeah. I'm not, but I, 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 oh, you're not. I, no, I never went through the program, but I uh, started reading her books when Expecting Adam came out and uh, oh, I was on yeah. Periscope for, oh, like a year and a half and doing live streams every day. And I used a lot of her books and I, I reference her a lot. And I, I went to one of her okay. retreats in Utah. So I'm kind of in that circle of people. Yes, you are. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Cause we, we have a lot of connection, Martha Beck connections yeah. in common. I, I just noticed on Facebook, yeah. but th- so I think I first saw you on the B school woo woo crew, oh, <laughs> the closed funny. Facebook group. Is that yeah. And I just got like this. I saw you, some of the posts that you posted and I'm like, Hmm, I like her. <laughs> I just kind of got drawn mm. to you. And then, um, I, I have a client who knows you and adores you. And, and then you and I took a, a course last year together mm-hmm. and I'm oh, like, yeah, there yeah. she is. And mm-hmm. I just, I just, yeah, I just kept getting pulled to you. And then I discovered human design and I was like, OMG. Yeah. And then I was like, I need to get a human design expert on the show. Yeah. And then I realized that that's what you did. I didn't know that's what you did. Yeah. And I was like, it's her. It's got to be her. Yeah. Yes. And you issued <laughs> an invitation, cool? but you were getting those hits all along the way. Right? Yes. And you issued yes. the invitation yes. in in a way that is, it wasn't, so that it's an energy piece, right? So if I'm a projector and I want to invite someone to something, I can use that word. I'm inviting you and I hold it very loosely. So when sometimes when I get invitations, there's a demand behind it. And sometimes when I get invitations, it's a true what I would call a true invitation. Like you're literally saying, I'd like you. And also it's okay if you don't. So there's a looseness there. So it's not that projectors can't invite people, but if they'll wait and think about what they want to do and have a lot of fun, people will start inviting them. And if you're running a business and you want to invite people, you just hold it very lightly and make sure that your tanks are full. You know, you're full up, Mm. you're rested. You don't have investment. Yes, of course you want them to come on your show, and also, you're going to be fine if they don't. Like, there's no hooks mm-hmm. in it. And that's yes. key for projectors. And it's the hardest thing for projectors to do is to have fun. Like, they really have to yes. have fun. And I went through an enormous amount of guilt about that because my mom was helping support me to build a business. My husband at the time was uh, working really hard. And I was like, really, I'm just going to go play in the woods or wander around downtown while these two are working their butts off. Yippee for me. You know, I had so much guilt about it, but I noticed that when I was sick, my business got better because <laughs> I wasn't involved in it. And when I had fun, my business got better. 
So I wasn't yes. tinkering and trying. The second a projector reaches outside themselves, they're lost. It pushes that quote, the hand that reaches for the feather pushes it away, creates the breeze that pushes it away is so true. Mm. So true for projectors. Oh, this is so good. So good. Okay. So tell us about reflectors. The unicorn group. They're the unicorn group. So they don't have any defined centers. They're, they're, to me, they're like living barometers of the environment. So environment really mm. matters for them. And they are similar to projectors and they've got to clear their energy. They need a lot of rest. They take a lot of time in a hurry, 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 hurry culture. It's really hard for them. They need to feel their environment. They sample. And I've read that, and I haven't been able to test this out yet, but I've read that they actually really like socializing because they benefit from the sampling of the energy. So it's like uh, a, a taster menu. <laughs> you go, you have taste yeah, this and yeah. taste that, and they sample this and sample that, and they can tell you what the health of the group. They can tell you if it's a healthy system or not. Uh, and the and, and environment for them is really, really critical. So when they're trying to make a decision or they're trying to create things, they have to wait a long time also. But it's that energy piece of taking super good care of your body, clear, making sure that you're paying attention to your body signals. If, if you've been on social media too long today, <laughs> do you really need to eat that much sugar? You know, paying attention to those things and how you feel and playing with the coming home to the body and which is probably why I always liked Martha Beck's materials. Is it the body compass and, and, connecting oh, to yeah. the body and mm -hmm. really trusting your intuition. <clears throat> and I identified with her stuff because academia was my favorite place. And I always worked in government systems. And so to come out of the closet, so to speak, was really hard for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Me too. Me yeah. too. Well, let, I'm glad you mentioned that. Let's talk about trusting intuition. So I'm a spiritual entrepreneur. I, I'm, I'm a coach for soul guided entrepreneurs. So I spent a lot of my time in and teaching mm -hmm. how to connect to intuition, how to connect to spirit guides. I'm all up. I, I myself, I'm a medium mm -hmm. and I, I have a peer who is also a medium. And so she does readings for me. And, you know, she always tells me that my, my spiritual body is way ahead of my physical body. And I just need yeah. to like, touch them. Yeah. <laughs> um, she reminds me of that when I do get, when I, when I touch base with her. So like, how does this, like, how does, how do these two reconcile? Cause, cause like, I feel like I, when I do my daily spiritual practice, I'm checking in with intuition. I'm checking in with spirit guides. And I have to say, I don't normally check in with body, although I'm a thousand percent believer in the sophistication and the knowledge and the the mm, the information that's in the DNA of the body is is incredible. I mean, our body knows all of our past Everything. lifetimes. Like, so I'm I'm a big believer. How do we? How do how do those? Um, they're not. I don't. I have a feeling they work in tandem. How do we? How do we work together with all these different guidance systems? The way I think of it is, the body is the anchor point for all of that. So, mm. if you don't have a body, you're not on this plane. <laughs> Right. Like you can't order a pizza yes. and you can't hug your kids. You can't have kids like all this stuff. So 
um, the description in human design is the body is the vehicle that moves through this world and the mind is meant to be a passenger. So your nice. passenger gets to watch everything go by. It gets to connect to the cosmos. And if you have a open head center on your chart, meaning that it's white or uh, there's no color in it, except for maybe some of the little numbers, um, you really have a direct connection to the cosmos so that the mind is meant to play and can perceive non-local beings or not, not disembodied energies or however we want to talk about that. But the body has, like you said, the DNA of your physical lineage. So, it's a meshing and the knowing where you are is a matter of practice. So it's like a continuum. You have your only practical body awareness, say when you're shopping for groceries, you're just looking for food to feed your body and you're not thinking about a whole lot other than that. Just mundane, get the oil changed in the car kind of stuff. And then on the other end of the continuum, you can disconnect your consciousness from your body and be non-local. Also, you can perceive your spirit guides. You can perceive if there's um, people who've died and they're hanging around your house or whatever, you can perceive all those things that aren't connected to the body. And then there's all the stuff in between. So the, the practice is to figure out, on any given moment, where are you on that continuum? And that's very critical if you're making decisions because the information mm -hmm. and the experience of floating out in the cosmos and, and forgetting you even have a body is very ineffective for making decisions that impact the body. Right. Yeah. So interesting for daily. That's why those practices of, Test your authority on the tiniest little things because communication from the body can be very, very subtle and it's easy to miss when we're not practiced. So one thing people can do is go back and look at decisions you've made that turned out really well and the ones that turned out really bad and just reflect mm -hmm. on, okay, what was I thinking? What was I feeling? Was there a part of me that said, no, this is bad. And I talked myself out of it. You know, that happens a lot. Um, did I uh, receive an invitation, but I didn't sit with it. I didn't talk it out with anybody. I just jumped on it. And then it turned out bad. That that's been a thing for me is I have to talk it out. I can't just take an mm. invitation when I've done that. It's been bad. <laughs> so the right, subtle, right. um, you know, how does your body respond? So as I practice, I notice that my body starts physically withdrawing from the computer, which I never noticed before. I start to like crunch up and push back away from the computer. It's a very subtle, tiny little movement, but it tells me, okay, we're done for the day. It doesn't matter that I could get 10 more things done. We're done. Get away from the computer. Um, and nice. uh, one of my clients really just started testing it with food, this food or that food, this food or that food, eat now, eat later. Um, and it really was able to fine tune it that way. So, Michelle, how can entrepreneurs consider their human design type and decision making strategy 
in their sales and marketing approaches. What's important to understand is that your your body will is a is um it's like a living eight ball, <laughs> like a magic eight ball where you can turn it and you can ask a question and it will give you the answer. So we learn sales techniques and we learn marketing techniques and we take classes on Facebook ads and all of that's very good stuff. It's good information. The The tricky part is when do you use it and how? So I don't make a Facebook post unless I'm talk it through. And and these days it's very quick. I'll just talk to the cat for a minute or whatever, or just speak things out loud. You know, just ask, <laughs> I, I have this idea and this way I want to talk about one of my programs. Should I talk about it this way? Because sometimes as a writer too, we can fall in love with words. It doesn't mean they're the right words. So Mm -hmm. If you are trying to write sales copy and you're you're all into it and you love it and you're writing about how wonderful it is, then you can ask your body, is this the the words? Are these the words that will reach the woman who's trying to find me or the man? And your mm -hmm. body will tell you they're beautiful words. They are going to go right over the head of the person that you're trying to find or you're trying to mm -hmm. buy is really a better way to say it. Um. So even that small, like, should I run some Facebook ads? Ask your body, ask your authority, feel for the yes or the no or the yes, but not now. That happens a lot. Yeah, run a Facebook ad two months from now. With all that's going on right now, we have to be extra special, um, extra careful. When are we posting and what are we posting? And your body has all that answer. So go take the strategy classes, you know, learn how to write good sales copy, learn, listen and feel into your ideal client. So for most people, that ideal client avatar exercise doesn't work very well. We need to feel how it feels to work with our ideal client. What does it feel like in our body? What are we talking about? What kind of outcomes are happening and how do those feel physically in our body? Mm. And when we anchor in that feeling, so this is a little law of attraction-y stuff. When we anchor in the feeling, we, we turn on a, what's called the magnetic monopole in the G center of the human design. And that's like, go Google it. It's like, <laughs> it's like a whole nother, a whole nother hour on that. <laughs> But we literally magnetize our physical body through thoughts, which trigger emotions, which trigger sensations. And if we hold those sensations, every those signs start to show up, those invitations start to come, uh, your awareness of your environment starts to be heightened, and then your awareness of your body's authority system gets more and more and more clear so that you're never running a Facebook ad in wrong timing. You're always getting them yes. at the time that the people you're looking for are going to be on Facebook. Like these are the things the mind doesn't understand. Well, how can we possibly know how ideal client X, you know, how they use their social media? Well, we don't need to know our body knows. Yes. And then it really does kick in law of attraction because, um, you know, when I started waiting for the invitation, 
um, and invitations started to come in and I wasn't killing myself on launches, pushing stuff out right. to people who hadn't right. invited me <laughs> and weren't so they couldn't yes, hear me. Trap. Right. The, uh, um, the louder you get, the more invisible yeah. you get as a projector. Exactly. Exactly. And, and so I was waiting for the invitation and then the invitations were coming and I was offering and the sales were just happening so mm -hmm. easily. And I was like, this feels amazing. Yeah. And then the, the better I felt, the faster my intentions were coming yeah. to me. You know, it was that whole law of affection. Right. Attraction just gets kicked right. into high gear. And that's a perfect description of it. And the thing that can complicate it is conditioning. So if there's a belief that it yes. can be easy mm -hmm. or you start to get past at up to or inch past your money threshold. So that's when it's important to consult someone like what what's the missing piece. If you're doing that, it should be working just like you described. And that's how it works for me. Unless I let my conditioning take over and feel guilty about play or, or if I have to undo yeah. a money belief. So as you focus on your strategy and authority, it will show you where your limiting beliefs are. You don't have to wonder about them. Nice. You don't have to be confused about why things aren't working. If it's not working and you're really following that and you're truly listening to your body, which is a practice because a lot of times people think they're hearing their body, but they're not. It takes some time. Um, but if it's not working and then that's letting you know, okay, I need to start asking some questions. How do I feel as a powerful woman in the world? What does it mean to be a successful, powerful, wealthy female? Like, do I have beliefs about that? Is my, am I worried my family's going to judge me or my neighbors or my church group or whoever you're involved with? Like, can I let myself go this far, but not any further? Because then I cross over into, well, now you're a rich bitch or a bad person or a dragon lady or all the things that can get applied, you know, to, <laughs> so there's the, the human design chart as it's meant to be lived. And then there's a conditioned, the conditioning responses, which is like laying a wet blanket over your design. Yes. And I just want to share something else really quick that was kind of like blew me away. So my virtual assistant, who I adore, is also a human design person. I didn't know that when yeah. I hired her. But I also had a long history of being called to oh, her. Yeah. <laughs> she was... Yes. And, and so then I, I, I just got the intuitive hit. Like I want her in my life. I just, we, I just saw who she was on mm -hmm. Facebook. In fact, another well-known coach, um, hired her. She was the first VA of a pretty uh -huh. well-known coach out there, a coach I follow. And I was like, I like her. I like her so much. I don't know yeah. why, but I do. So I just kind of followed her. And then one day she posted, that um, after being a hiatus from being in a VA, she was going to be oh, a VA again. And is anyone looking for somebody? And I like, I leapt on that so hard, so fast. So I ended up, I ended up hiring her. It's been a match made in heaven. She's a human design person. She's a projector. She gave me a free reading and we realized like, I don't speak the language, Michelle, but you know, those little joiner thingies, what are those called? The cords? Are those called the chords, the little lines, uh, the, the lines on the chart. Oh, the channel. The yeah. Channel? Yeah. Yeah. Channels. Thank you. Yes. So we discovered all sorts of crazy things, but one of them was 
the marketing and sales channel. Um, one of mine was closed and, and, and hers was open. And so, um, the thing that I was really bad at, she's really good at and we like need each other. And so I just have her do it. And when we made this shift, um, again, things just shifted yeah. completely in the yeah. business. Following that. following those So it was so answers. cool to realize. Yeah. yeah. And how it's like a web and that um, following your human design can actually get you to the exact right person who has an open mm -hmm. thing where mm -hmm. you have a closed yeah, thing, yeah. for example. Yeah. I'm not getting the language yeah, right, yeah, but you, you understand complete, what I'm saying. You complete each other. <laughs> you complete exactly. Like it's Jerry Maguire. She <laughs> completes me. <laughs> yeah. That's what I said to her at the time. I'm like, oh my gosh, well, you can really me. dig into it. The sun and the earth are moving through the, those gates. So the gates are based on the I Ching, the 64 hexagrams from the I Ching that represent the gates in the human design. And so if you have open space, it's written in pencil. So sometimes you have access to those characteristics and sometimes you don't. If you're with someone who has definition, then all of a sudden you can access that piece. Or if you get into it and start to follow it, you can look and see, is the sun going to be transiting that gate? When is the earth transiting that gate? So you don't plan a conference if you're missing a missing a piece there you have we have we have all of it it's just can we access it or not so you can project on your business calendar and go okay well the sun's going to be in this gate that's going to give me more access to being motivated and focused so i'm going to plan the conference or the retreat or the whatever for that date so that you maximize your efficiency and your energy levels i mean that's you know talk about a time saver it's efficient it's magical and also that incredibly incredible. practical. Yes, yes, yes. I love it so much, Michelle. This has been absolutely so amazing. I'm so grateful for you. Oh my gosh. So I like to, I always put my guests on the spot. So I'm going to put you on the spot and I'm going to ask you to leave a challenge for our listeners. My challenge would be to every day ask your body what it wants to do for the day. Now, that said, knowing that there's going to be things that you have to do, but even if there's something that you have to do and you don't really want to do it, start to ask your body, okay, how can we make this fun? There's a task we have to do it. We, we're working from home these days. We've got to write the report. We don't really want to. Your body doesn't really want to, but you can ask your body, how can we, should we write it in the morning? Or should we write it in the afternoon? Is there something else we can do right now? What would feel good to you? Really reversing, seeking the mm -hmm. wisdom of your body first and foremost. I completely love that. What does your want your body want to do for the day? That is beautiful. Oh my gosh, this has been amazing, Michelle. I'm just so thrilled with this episode. What a wealth, an absolute wealth of information. Can you please let folks know how they can you find can you? You can find me on uh, Facebook. I have a free Facebook group, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash practical human design. That group is practical human design for success because you can get lost in the human design language, but it's a very, very practical system and it works. Um, 
So that's a free, a freebie. And then my website is just that michellewolf.com. So cool. When I got my first human design reading, it was a game changer. So if you're feeling called to this at all, get on Michelle's mm-hmm. mailing list, get in her Facebook group and book, book some time on her calendar for a reading. It will change your life. Um, it is, I think from me as not a speaker of that foreign language, it is what exactly what Michelle said. It is complicated and very simple at the same time. So don't be shy if it's feeling a little bit like I'm not one sure because is all it it, takes. it's one hour. Yeah. And and the information you get exactly. It's so shifting. It's so it will be easy to implement into your life and it'll be like, wow, why was it so hard for so long? Why didn't I get this information when I was like right. learning there to talk? There might be a morning right? period to go through, but then you'll be on your way. <laughs> Yes, exactly. Especially yeah, if you're yeah, a projector. Right. Oh, That's a tough one. I had to go through time. it too. <laughs> <laughs> I know. All right, my dear. Well, I'm so grateful. All those links will be in the show notes. Um, and you'll let us know. Um, I'm also going to have Michelle send um, her most recommended site for just getting your own d- type if you don't it's know. It's just it. com. Free human design chart.com that will also be in the show notes. So if you're not sure, get your human design and get on Michelle's mailing lists and Facebook group so you can learn more about your design and how to use it in your business. Thank you again, Michelle, so much. That was just such an inspiring conversation. Thank you so much for tuning in. And if you're digging on this content like I hope you are, I would be super grateful if you hit the subscribe button wherever you're listening. And I have a question now for you. Are you ready to grow your business with both magic and predictability? Then head to my website right now, alisonscammell.com, to download my three free soul-guided meditations to get a clear vision of growth for six months' time and where to place your focus today to take you there. Again, that's alisonscammell.com, and you can find a link in the show notes. And as always, let's grow there together. Mm-hmm.